go to her charming New York socialite parties and right. you know have a, have have wine and dinner and 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 talk and do banter and he's like I want to travel the world and I want to take photos of things you would never see um you know by sitting around talking with people at home and so you understand on some level that he's saying, I can't, I don't, that's why I don't want to settle down. Just, he has a yeah. deep intrinsic thing within him. He thinks that he would just disappoint her ultimately because he would not be happy. Um, but what does she say is she actually expresses interest. She's like, take me with you. She's like, I will go. And what's so amazing is he immediately turns her down because, and it's that that's where he enters kind of like the wrong where he is kind of being like, He's almost stereotyping her a little bit, being like, "This a woman like this would. She's got the whole world in her palm. She, why would she want to, you know, uh, go shit in a bucket <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, you know, uh, a, a foreign country uh, to go get a photo of, you know, some sort of uh, incipient revolution or something? You know, right. that's what he's kind of like thinking about. And uh, yeah, ultimately it becomes a story of, of him, you know, kind of um, underestimating her and him get, getting her swept up in his psychology of um, excitement and imagination. And wouldn't it be crazy if I didn't have to leave my apartment for there to be an insane scenario happening that I could photograph, that I could get evidence for, that I could look into. Yeah. And what's so interesting is that Hitchcock, through most of the film, you know, he he indulges that because as people who, you know, love watching films, what are we doing? You know, we're we're in the same boat. We're just as interested in, in the same thing. There is kind of this perverse desi desire for a story where you almost want something bad to happen so that you can be entertained. Yeah. Uh, and, and at a certain point, they even talk about it. They're like, wouldn't it be nice if there wasn't a murder? Like, wouldn't it be <laughs> yeah. like, wouldn't that be, shouldn't we be happy? Like, why are we disappointed that we are being told that there's not a murder because yeah. Hitchcock layers in so many different sort of complexities and he undermines, you know, where he definitely plays up, you know, the fact that, you know, he's seeing scary things happen and he's, and he, but the next level is him doing projecting on it. And I love that when, you know, he first starts showing you everything that's happening around the apartment the apartment complex, you know, it's this very, I wouldn't say it's flat photography, but it's very matter of fact. It's very yeah. like he shows you a frame of Jimmy Stewart's point of view as he looks through a window and he just sees various stories unfolding. You know, he sees, I love um, all the times that he looks at Miss Lonely Hearts mm -hmm. because he's having uh, Grace Kelly cook him dinner in the other room and he's feeling sad and here he is looking down at this woman who's like made wine and dinner for nobody and she's pretending to have a date and she's yeah. pretending to be happy and then she just breaks down and cries and Jimmy Stewart is like you know being welcomed into this story looking at someone's like really private moment very intimate moment of pain yeah. and he's just looking at it like isn't that a funny story you know <laughs> yeah. and then meanwhile Grace Kelly brings him dinner in <laughs> Right. And, 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 he, and it feels like he's, he's barely, barely grateful for that. It, it, it's, uh, he's, he's like an oddly frustrating character, even though you, you understand where he's coming from and why yeah. he's doing what he's doing. But, but yeah, the, the early scenes, he's just kind of being straight up mean to Grace Kelly a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's even that scene where he says something like, uh, uh, he, he breaks up with her in some, some way. Uh, and she basically just says like, good 
goodbye and he's like don't you mean good night and, he, and he sa- she says something like no uh, not this time and of course though she's back in, in like 24 hours uh, back uh, yeah. back trying to trying to get with him but th- yeah, yeah she, is- she very much loves him and she she plays the performance very very well where it's like this guy is actively trying to push her away yeah, yeah. but she very much sees you know she likes seeing what he sees and he and Jimmy Stewart welcomes you into his perspective, both as an audience member and as a character um, into, you know, indulging in sort of the, the thrills that he's partaking in. You honestly get it at a certain point, like why he, you know, he wants to be excited. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And, and I, I love how he, because Hitchcock establishes that wandering camera, you're always in that perspective of Jimmy Stewart, constantly looking at all the different mini stories taking place in his complex. And when one starts boring him, he moves on to the next one. He moves on to the next one. And, and you get locked into that perspective with him um, as he's, you know, engaging, you know, getting all this information and taking in and then also projecting his own sort of like cliches onto it. I think his nurse calls him a window shopper at one point yeah. because he's watching the couple across like get into a fight. He's like, why would I want that? Why would I want to get married and just sit in my apartment with my wife and and yell at each other and get old and get annoyed with each other and and, yeah. and all and, of these things. And at a certain point, it almost feels like he's looking for a story to engage with, like him going Absolutely. from from each store, uh, each window, and going like, "Oh, that's not interesting enough for me anymore. That's not interesting." He's enough. literally flipping through the channels looking for the action movie. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then he finally <laughs> finds that murder mystery baby, and he and he locks himself in. Um, and then, and then it's cool be just because Hitchcock starts to play with the audience and, and James Stewart, of course, uh, because he's basically like the audience that we're, we're pretty much taking his perspective. Uh, and then you start to think like, is he going crazy? You know, is, is this guy actually a murderer? Cause they, he does that really smart thing where, uh, James Stewart falls asleep for about half an hour. Uh, and you see, uh, one of right. the you, you only get little pieces of information like he hears right. a scream then he falls asleep then then he wait and, and the scream comes from like this pitch black void where he can't actually see what's going on and then he wakes up in the middle of the night and he sees the uh, previously fighting husband uh, leave at like two in the morning with his briefcase uh, yeah. and he's like that's kind of weird and then he wakes back up at three and he sees him coming back and then go out again and so he, he, he just, he, he's sort of waking in and out of picking up small pieces of visual information. And then the next day the wife isn't there. Right. And he's just like scream.